0: Pastor Rick and Sister Kim are away in much-needed rest. Amen. How many can, can agree with me that yes, yes, amen. So let's pray a blessing over them. Let's pray a blessing over the word, and then let's get in it. God's got a word for you this morning. Father, thank you for our pastor. Thank you for the theologian in the house. And I don't say that lightly. A man that has studied the word has uh, become excellent in the word, dissects the word. Lord, you've blessed us with a good man in the house. And we ask you to bless him as he's away with good rest, a good time. Bring him back in good spirit and ready to do the work that is set before him. Bless Sister Kim, protect them, be with Riley, be with Austin. I know Austin's here, but be with them all. And bless them abundantly, exceedingly above all that they can ask or imagine. As we get into the word, Lord, let the word get in us, let it change us. Let it set the course of our feet. Let it set the course of, our, of um, a full gospel center, fresh and anew, in, in, in better ways, deeper ways. We ask in Jesus' name. And the church said, yeah. amen. Yeah. Children are dismissed. Thank you. I wouldn't have done that. You guys, you stay. Amen. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a little survey. <clears throat> How many believe that Pastor Mike had a mustache in his pocket the other day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, my wife would. She know. Yep, you, you'd believe it, right? How many people? A show of hands. How many people? Just just ahead. ask. Yeah, of course. Guy's a weirdo. Amen. It, it did happen. The other day I was here at church, uh, Wednesday night service, and I was talking with Anthony. And uh, he said, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay, I'm, I'm all right. And I got my hand in my Cubavera shirt, and I feel something fuzzy. And so this guy's talking to me. I'm like, my head is, like, I'm hearing him. His mouth's moving. I'm, I'm he- I'm, I'm, but my head is like, what's in my pocket? What's, what is this? And I pull it out, and it's a mustache. And I said, what's a mustache doing in my pocket? I just break, I just break the, the, the conversation thing. What's a mustache doing in my pocket? Because goes, I don't know, it must have been some party. So I said, yeah, I guess. And he goes, Yeah, you don't even remember it. But how many people believe that that, that it happened, right? Okay, good. So I'm glad you, you see, there's see belief is belief is a deep thing. See, belief causes you to alter the course of your life. Belief makes you speak differently. See, there are people who believe global warming. Now, some of you are like, oh, yeah, global warming's real. Okay, I, I'm not here to argue political, anything like that. Okay? They tell us, well, the, the world's going to, you know, we're, we're beyond the point. Then why are you flying in private planes? Why do you have houses? Well, the sea level's going to rise. Then why do you have property on the beach? I can't believe what you're trying to sell me. See, if you said, well, you know, this is gonna happen, then I expect you to be driving in a Prius, living on the mountains, in case the waters rise, not driving in private, pl- private planes, but going and having, having meetings via the internet because you believe deeply what you're talking about. But because your lifestyle and your words do not match what you're trying to sell me, I don't believe you. Do you get what I'm saying? Listen, I used to sell cars. Those that believed what I was selling bought for me. Those that didn't, didn't. I get it. Look, I sold Toyotas. That was an easy sell. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you have to believe something deeply in order to buy it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got to believe it. You got to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and you got to live for it you got to believe that he's coming again, and you got to live for it. you got to believe that this is the authoritative word of God, and you got to live for it. If it says don't do something, don't do it. If you do it, then you don't believe it. If you're out partying, or sexing, or sexing, or doing whatever, you're not believing the word of God. Because your lifestyle does not match with the word of God. OK, do you understand what I'm saying? Believing is a powerful thing. OK, and so b- let me put it this way. The Bible says that with God, nothing is impossible. Do you believe it? OK, why are we depressed? Why would we discouraged? Why are we in fear? Why are we in doubt? Why do we have these things? If it says the Bible says that with God, nothing is impossible. If nothing is impossible, then nothing is impossible. You get, then our lifestyle should f- reflect the fact that nothing is impossible with God. When something comes away, it's like, eh, nothing's impossible with God. Yeah. Instead, we're like, oh, we get, we get I do too. I want to say we. I'm not, you know, up here and you're there. And I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm above you guys. No, 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 no. Okay? I get rocked too. Okay? I get rocked. Something comes in the mail. Oh, how am I supposed to get me? But the Bible says nothing is impossible with God. The Bible says, be not anxious about anything. Get what I'm saying? Yet Yet we are anxious, we're depressed, we're discouraged. We're living more on medication than we are on the word of God. Ooh, ow. We're living more in medicine than we are on faith. We're living more in medicine than we are on the word of God. We're living more in medicine, and we're identifying more with the world, and then when we go to preach the world, we're no different than the world. Our belief system should match what the Word says and what you believe. Now, understand, science is science. It's good. I don't believe the science, but I do believe in science. Do you understand what I'm saying? God gave man a, a, a nice cabeza with some good brains in it, and, and they went to school and they studied and then they disciplined themselves and they went to college and they got a degree and they kept studying and they and they researched and they did this God bless God, God bless them for medicine all right I am not telling you don't take medicine you're not please well, thank God for that okay? But some of it when I see the side effects I'd rather not take medicine at all all right I'm just being, I'm just being with being real, like, yeah, this antidepressant thing, can bring this, can bring that, can bring this, can bring that. I'm like, well, I'd rather be depressed because you're depressing me now just listening to the side effects. But I want to talk to you about believing. See, how many came into this sanctuary today, this very moment, believing God to do something miraculous today? How many people did? How many did? Amen. Good. I hope your lifestyle is going to match it. I'm going to challenge you in a little bit. But I'm challenging you because the Holy Spirit challenged me. Okay, and we're going to be in this together. Amen. But here we are, we're believing God for the miraculous. The miraculous, I'm saying. Okay? Because let me tell you something. We've experienced the goodness of God. Well, when was the last time we experienced the greatness of God? See, the goodness of God is that was a good sermon, that was good worship time. I had a good time at church. I feel good. And I'm not talking about James Brown. I feel good the, because when God, God's goodness, when the presence of God comes, the goodness of God goes forward. Mercy, grace, love, forgiveness, acceptance, kindness, graciousness. And I'm caught up in the goodness of God that when I leave, I feel good. You got where I'm coming from? Okay. Goodness is good. But when you go, when you when you're at work the next day and somebody says, hey, how was church? It was good. Well, what happened? Oh, the preacher had a good message. The song service was good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to come to church on Sunday? No, I'm good. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. You're good. You good? Yeah, I'm good too. You good? Yeah, I'm good. See, where we need to get at, and I'm going to say this, and I mean it because I'm praying for it, I'm believing for it. We're on the precipice of a great move of God here at Full Gospel Center, okay? See, we have to speak those things that, are, that aren't as though they are, okay? And we're on the precipice of a great move of God. But here's the thing about a precipice. You have a choice now. I could play it safe and stay on some solid ground here. Or I can look at the precipice and say, I'll jump. Now I'm 60. I can't jump from there. I'd rather <laughs> jump from here. I don't want to throw out a hip and knee or whatever can get thrown out. I'm, I'm not into that. All right. We gotta stop playing it safe. See? Jesus was a carpenter, right? He turned 30 years old. He could have stayed a carpenter. Did God not give him free will? Okay? He knew what was ahead of him. Knew what was ahead of him. Play it safe. Stay a carpenter. Nope. Closed up shop. Knew who he was knew the call, knew exactly what was ahead. Went at it anyway, why? Because he believed in the mission that the Father had sent him to do. He believed it with every fiber of his being, and he jumped in. All in, all in. Rejected, mocked. He healed the sick, the blind, the lame, uh, the the demon-possessed. Raised the dead, did this, did that. Miracles upon miracles. The words that he spoke, and we're still speaking today. The things that he did, he was awesome. He was great. And then he died and he rose again. and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's done his mission. Now the mission is up to us. He said, you need to believe with every fiber of your being what I can do. And so we're on the precipice of a great move of God. See, being, how do I say this? Being, believing God requires something of me. Quality time spent before him. Now, quality time is, well, I, I have my devotions in the morning. Thank you. I, beautiful. We need to be in the word, whether it's morning, whether it's afternoon, whether it's night, whatever is your, quality, your time, your devotional time. But here's the thing. It's set time. I set my time. This is the time I, I reserve for the Lord. That's respectful and that's beautiful. But we need to give him more. See, that's the set time. The quality time is when I shut off the phone, when I turn off the TV, when after dinner, instead of whatever, I'm going to go spend a little bit more time with the Lord. See, I start to cultivate quality time with him now, unexpected time, time that wasn't in my schedule, that now I start to rearrange my schedule. See, quality time is now, now I'm here, Lord, because I I desire you, and I desire more of you, more from you, Lord, that you invade every fiber of my being. I'm tired of the status quo. (laughs) Quality time. Quality time. Each and every one of us needs devotional time, and it's beautiful time. There are times when the Lord permeates us, it's like, wow, that was awesome. And then there are times when we just get it done, and okay, God, I got my, I got, I gotta go. I got things to do, and then we go about our day, and the Lord's the furthest thing from our mind. Or we just get caught up in life. We're busy. We've got, and the Lord knows we're busy. We're we're husbands. We're fathers. We're, we're workers. We're we're bill payers. We're providers. We're all of these things. We're fixers. Well, some of us are, but you know, we're breakers. But there's a lot on our plate and I get it, but if we want more from the Lord, there's got to be more time spent with the Lord, all right? And so quality time, asking God for what it is you need and believe and, and, and believing for something and asking for it first. I want, I'm going to kind of show it to you like this. Um, when I was just starting to be a Christian, just starting to go to church, I was probably in there maybe a year maybe a little bit more but I needed something from God okay the mess that I was the deplorable man that I was everything that I was was not I was not happy with it and so one day as I'm reading my Bible on the way to church on the, on the train in the morning I get to, I get to work and it's a Monday And I said, and we used to have church on Friday Friday nights. Of course, you had twice on on Sunday. So Friday night church. And it was Monday. And I said to somebody, God's going to do something for me on on Friday. Tuesday came. Hey, God's going to do something for me on Friday. Wednesday came. A couple more days. God's going to do something for me on Friday. Thursday came. Tomorrow, God's going to do something for me on Friday. Friday came. Oh, in a few hours, God's going to do something for me because today is Friday. By the time I got to church on Friday, I believe that thing's so strong. God did something for me. What did you ask God for this week? And have you been speaking over your, your asking? Or are you just going through the motions? We get to church and there's nothing there. Oh, I'm going to get into it. This is just the introduction. We haven't even gotten to the main piece yet. Right, Woo, yeah, this is the salad. <laughs> I, I haven't even gotten the steak out. It's on the grill. All right, but that's the thing is, is that, you know, we, we don't speak things into existence. We don't speak things that we need to see happen before they happen, and then we get there. Because we don't speak it, nothing happens. we're not cultivating the ground in which we walk in to grow the fruit of faith to see God move all right so believing in God quality time speaking things here believing in God requires you to put your belief into action there are good things happening at FG, FGC on on any given sunday but what about the great things happening we sing the song too good to not believe I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen metal plates dissolve. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. I'm tired of singing that song. I wanna see it. I love that song, I do. I wanna see it though. I want to see God move in full gospel center. I've seen realized the resurrection. No, I haven't. I've seen cancer disappear. No, I haven't. I've seen metal plates dissolve. No, I haven't. Have you? You have? Thank you. I haven't. But I want to see it more and more. I want to see it with my own eyes. Before they throw the dirt on me, I want to see a move of God. And so I want to see these things happen. And and so we need to be able to not only sing, we need to speak these things into existence. See, these signs will accompany those who who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will... Recover. See, we pray for somebody and then we hope. They get better. We need to believe we need to have we need to walk in such power of belief that we lay hands on that person. That thing is settled, done and delivered, healed, bang, finished. See, there's a lot of places in Scripture where Jesus does something and immediately, 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 immediately. Praise for the blind. Immediately they're healed. Praise for the, for the deaf. Immediately they're healed. Now, some he prays for them and he tells them to go. They, they, they venture out a little bit. Turn One guy turns around. He's healed. He can see. He's worshiping. He's praising. Where's the other nine? They kept going. But they were healed. That same Jesus is in us. That same Jesus visits us every time we're in this building. That same Jesus. And so we need to believe with every fiber of our being that the power of God, the power of his word, the power that's made manifest by the presence of God in us flows through us and can accomplish great things. And as I said to you before, I believe today we're on a precipice of great things to happen in the church, in our lives, in our community, and in our nation, if we'll just believe. Now, I want to challenge you today. As I said, I did. I'm glad you enjoyed the salad. Now the steak is out and we're getting ready to cut into this steak. If you will, turn with me to Matthew 21, verses 18 through 22. The story of the barren fig tree. See, we have to understand why things aren't happening. And you see, that's the the key to anything. When you can understand the why, then you can solve the problem. See, if you could look at something and say, well, why did the car break down? Well, maybe it didn't break down. Maybe you just ran out of gas. You get, get what I'm saying? Well, why did the car break down? Did you change the oil? Were you supposed to change the oil? All right, why did we get a flat tire? What did you run over? Oh, this nail right here. That's what... When you can understand the why, you can f- solve a situation. And so we're going. let's look at some things here and get to the why so that we can move beyond the why and, and move into greater dimensions of faith, of belief, and of power, and of demonstration of the move of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. The barren fig tree. Now in the morning, when he was returning to the city, he became hungry. Seeing a lone figure by the tree, I'm sorry, seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And he said to it, no longer shall there be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, how did the fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all things you ask in prayer, all things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Amen. Amen. You could clap there because that's some good word. That's some good word there. All right. Let's break this apart now. Let's cut into this. Okay. So we see Jesus gets up in the morning. Now, he, he, the, triumphal, uh, the triumphal entry had, had happened. He overturned the tables in the temple. He, he healed the lame. He healed the blind. He did this. He was the, 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 um, the authorities, the scribes and the Pharisees, they questioned him. And um, the children were worshiping God in the in the sanctuary, and he left, and he now he's coming back for round two. Okay, and as he's coming back, he did a lot of ministry. He's hungry, and he sees a fig tree, and it's like, oh, good breakfast. And then he gets there, and there's no food. There's no there's no figs. There's nothing. Okay, so there's no breakfast. How would you feel if you right? How would you feel if you got to Dunkin' Donuts and they ran out of coffee? Right. Hey, let me put it to you this way. How about if you went to Tops for Fig Newtons after I'm done preaching and all they had was rice cakes? Well, somebody's like, well, I like rice cakes. Well, I got a mustache for you. So you you get now you kind of you, you're connecting with Jesus right now. Right. Oh, oh. Guess what? No more from you again. OK. Here's here's the key. Here it is. Because the fig tree did not meet Jesus' expectation, it died. Okay, hold on now. We're about to go deep into this. Okay? Jesus was expecting something from the tree and it didn't give it to him. He's expecting us to come here with fruit. And all we have on our branches is leaves. See, we worship, we hear the word, we get happy, and we're waiting for God to move, and God's going all around looking, and all he sees is leaves. What time are we leaving here? See, we have more going on when we leave full Gospel Center yeah. on a Sunday than we do coming in, Okay? So we have already set our agenda and pushed out the agenda of the Holy Spirit. See, so when the Lord comes to look for fruit, there's nothing there. When the Lord comes to find something that he can pick and say, I can move here, there's nothing on the tree. Uh, we got to leave. Oh, Pastor Mike's going too long again. We got to leave. We got to go. We got a we barbecue. We got this. We got that. The diner. We've got more going on outside the church than we do inside the church. And guess what? God wants to move, and then all of a sudden faith dies. It withers. How come nothing's happening? What have you brought to the table? What have we brought to the table? What What have we spoken about all week? What are we doing on our way here? In the morning, when we get up in the morning, what are we speaking? What faith are we speaking? What are we expecting? What did you come here today expecting God to do? That's what you got nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, if you came here and said, like I did those many years ago and I need to do again, God's gonna do this, God's gonna do this, God's gonna do this, God's gonna do this, God's gonna do this. this." You need to tell God what he's going to do so much that God has to do it and God will do it, and you get to the place where it has to happen. We have not because we've asked not. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For he who asks receives. He who seeks finds, excuse me, I'm a little old, blowing away the cobwebs. He who knocks, the door will be opened. We're not seeking. We're not asking. We're not knocking. And so because of that, there's no fruit on our tree. There's only leaves. And so when the Holy Spirit's moving all around the building and he's looking, there's nothing there. I can only leave my goodness. I can't demonstrate my greatness. And so, like the fig tree, it's about to move, and then it withers and dies because we've not set the soil for something to sprout up, for something to begin to grow, for something to begin being manifest. Now, understand, fruit has to have a beginning. Right. Just so it has to be cultivated, all right, and then it has to grow on the on the vine, and then it has to. Start out, and it has to ripen, and then it has to get to the place where it's able to be picked, and it's able to be useful. So we see that's what happened in this thing. Jesus goes up to the tree. He's expecting breakfast. It didn't give him anything, so he said, no more from you. He has authority to do that. You have authority to do that. You have authority to believe God for the impossible. You have authority to believe God for the miraculous. You have the authority to believe God for deliverance, for healing, for restoration, for every possible thing. You have the authority to believe God. You're sons and daughters of the most high. But we act like sons and daughters of the government or sons and daughters of the world. Well, I can't do that. That's weird. I can't believe that. I can't say that. That's weird. Oh, well, you know, if God does that, well, you know, what is he going to require of me? Then you're not hungry enough for it because it has to require every fiber of your being to see it come into existence, to see it be made manifest. It requires you to just have time. It requires you to believe. It requires you to speak. It requires you to rejoice. It requires you to rise up in triumph. It requires you to believe that with God, nothing is impossible. That's what it requires. No cancer. Nothing is impossible with God. You're not getting a hold of me. No, no sickness. You don't have me. No lack. Nothing is impossible with God. No, God. No, Satan, you can't have my kid. Nothing is impossible with God. No, Satan, you can't get in my marriage because nothing is impossible with God. But Pastor Mike, all I'm seeing is devastation. Yeah, I know what I see. I know what I see, but the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I know what I see, but I, I want to see what I don't see. You see? Do we have a defibrillator around anywhere? Do you get what I'm putting down here? I know what I see. And I know what you see, but God says, stop seeing what you see and see beyond that to the possibility of what I can do with your situation and speak it into existence, speak over it, bring that thing to life, such life that it's impossible for it not to happen. And then wait for the manifestation from God to make it happen. So we have to stop coming before the Lord with no fruit on our branches. Your fruit is coming here, believing Jesus to do something great in your life or in the life of someone else. See, the disciples were amazed at the withered fig tree more than the one who spoke to the tree. Right? Look at it. They withered it. They were caught up by the withered fig tree and not caught up by the one who spoke for the tree to be withered in the first place. See, it's so easily to get distracted that we lose vision. You know, Hold on, let me check. I gotta check my uh, Facebook post. I gotta check my Twitter account. Gotta check my bank account. I gotta check this, I gotta check that. Let me see what's playing on Netflix. Let's see what's playing here. Let's see what's playing there. Oh, wow, Sunday, it's time to go to church. Our fig tree is withered, and we're wondering why nothing's happening. Where's the move? See, the beauty of this here withered fig tree. Here's the beauty of it. There's the fig tree withered. There's the one who withered it. There's the twelve knuckleheads around the around the tree looking at it. All of a sudden, somebody pops up the head. I don't know who it was, and said, "How did this happen so fast?" See. You're in proximity of the master. Things can be happening in your life, withering, right? And you're, you're all, all, all overtaken by what's happening. You pop your head up and say, wait, how is this happening? Okay, how do we, get, we get to get intimate with the Lord here. And what happened is, is that the disciples, all of a sudden, some disciple popped his head up and said, hey, how did this happen? And Jesus said, I'm glad you asked. Because I've got some keys to show you here. See, I know what I just did, but you can do it too. So here, listen to this. So they popped their head up and they said, how did this fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered them. See, the thing is, it's here. Jesus is going to show them some nuggets, but before he shows them nuggets, we understand the they were more enamored by the dried up fig tree than they were with the one who did it. They they were more amazed at the temporary things of the world than the eternal things of the kingdom. Isn't that so for us? We're so caught up in the temporary, we miss the eternal. We're so caught up in the issues of life that when the word is spoken, it chokes it and makes it unfruitful. See, we're so caught up in our agenda, what we're going to do after church, that when we get out of church, It was a good word, but we choke the possibility of what it can produce in our life, and what happens is it dies, and nothing comes forward. No fruit. The cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, choke out the word and make it unfruitful. See, so we have to be able to cultivate our ground and begin to organize our life in such a way that when the word gets in there now, we don't have an agenda to choke out the word. The word actually gets in and begins to produce fruit that when we are asking God for something in faith, it can happen because we produce something for God to pick at. So here we see the disciples looking at, they're so caught up, they're so distracted by the, by the withered tree, that one of them pops ahead and says, how did this happen? And Jesus says, listen to what he says because it's really good. He says, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but if you say, and I circled that say, see our words have power. So if you say to this mountain, be taken up and be cast into the sea, it will happen and all things, if you've got a Bible, circle that all and those things you ask in prayer, circle believing, believing you will receive. There's a powerful thing going on here. So Jesus is saying, yeah, the fig tree with it, but you could do the same thing. If you have faith enough to not doubt and believe, you could say, th- say to this thing, to that thing. You could say to this mountain, say, 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 and it will happen for you. You can go into prayer and you can believe, 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 and whatever you believe, it will be done for you. And so we can live on the level of the goodness of God or we can bin, begin to cultivate something where we experience the greatness of God. Yeah. See, so when we go to church on a... Or when we go to church. When we go to work on a Monday and somebody says, well, hey, what happened? What would you do this weekend? Well, Friday, Friday we, Saturday we did this. Sunday we went to church and then this thing happened. There was this... The presence of the Lord came and it was strong. And all of a sudden... God did something on that end of the building. Then he did something in the middle. Then there was something going on here. The Holy Spirit was doing things all around the room, and we couldn't control it. It was such a powerful thing. And the first service came, and the second service came. And we were all together. We didn't want to leave the presence of the Holy Spirit because God was on the move, and we wanted. To, we were witnessing it and seeing things happen. And it was powerful. Wow. You, where, where was it? It was at Full Gospel Center. It, it happened. It was amazing. And I'm amazed by it. I can't stop speaking about it. Hey, what are you doing next Sunday? Hey, I'm going to be where you're at. And this, all right? Amen. Now, that's having fruit that's able to be picked. That's being able to ask the right question. That's being able to speak things into existence that weren't as, and making them come upon as though they are. Well, how do we get faith to believe? Four B's be in the Word, be in prayer, be in church, be actively speaking what you believe. Amen? But there's something else we got to do. I was asking the Lord for the prophetic this week, and He answered me. I know. that's work that's work see the ground on which we we are on is fallow we've cultivated a time where we've limited what the Lord can do and we've lived in this atmosphere where we've put the agenda our agenda above the Lord's agenda And so the ground beneath us is hard. Okay? And as I was driving on Thursday to put this message together, the Lord said to me, break up the fallow ground in full gospel center. So I said, okay. He said, have the men pick up their axe picks and break up the fallow ground. Now, I'm not asking you to pick that up, because if you don't know Fred's a black belt, he will put you out in a nanosecond. (laughs) I'm asking the men to stand up. We're gonna do some prophetic work in this building. I need you to step out from your seat. I need you to grab your pickaxe. And I need you to strike the ground and begin to break up the fallow ground. Let's break up the ground of unbelief. Let's break up the ground of fear. Let's break up the ground of doubt. Let's break up the ground of agenda. Let's break up the ground, come on, man. You need to get out of your seat, get in the aisle. Get out of your seat. 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 Get in the aisle. I need some help here. Get out of your seat. Come on, break up that ground. This is heavy work. Get your back into it. Come on, get the prophetic moving. Break up the ground. Sickness. Get the unbelief. Fear. Pride. Agenda. Control. Break up the fallow ground. Come on, break it up, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. all right. There is something. Come on, put your back into it. Men, stay where you are. Don't go back to your seat. Don't go back to your seat. Stay where you are. Ladies, get up and throw some seed in the ground. Come on now. We need healing. We need deliverance. We need restoration of bodies. We need the lame to walk. The blind to see. We need demons cast out. We need miracles in the name of Jesus. We need to plant seed, plant seed. Throw out some seed ladies, come on now. Name your seed, name your seed, name your seed. Okay, everybody stay where you are. Stay where you are, stay where you are. are. Okay, we got to water the seed now. Thank you, man, for helping me break up the seed. I need to show you how to work a pickaxe. That's not how it works. But amen. You, You stepped out in faith. It was weird. I understand it. That's the prophetic. See, your flesh said, ah, ah, that's pride. So you're like, ah, I can't do that. That's weird. See, faith says, Yeah, it's weird, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to see God move. And so as a man, as a man, as a man, I got to go first because God created man first. So as a man, I got to do the hard work. What's the hard work? Breaking up the fallow ground. Okay, so the ground's broken. Ladies, thank you for planting the seed because that's what you do. You know how to produce. We give you a seed, you make a child. We give you trouble, you make it hard for us to to live in the same house. (laughs) Whatever we give you, you know how to manifest it and multiply it. Thank you for planting the seed. Now, okay, we moved in the prophetic. This ground's been broken up. The seed's been planted. Now let's water it.